up? It's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTVP. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you're having a great start to 2024. I've been seeing online a lot of people saying that 2024 is giving summer 2016 vibes and I'm unsure if that's true as of, you know, January 3rd, but I would fucking kill (laughs) for that. Like, I would be so happy. Like, put on one dance by Drake and like, let's fucking go. So today we're going to talk about the Paul Mezcal rumors. Like, I know his last name is Mezcal if you're new here, but I call him Paul Mezcal. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about the Kardashians, Bachelor Nation, the really funny slash sad below deck lawsuit, Amanda Bynes' podcast, and then we're going to talk about my 2024 resolutions or intentions. We're going to chat about how kind of annoying they are to make, and hopefully you've made some too and we can chat about those, you know, on Instagram or whatever. Then I'm going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week and share my This Week in Petty. So Christmas Eve, like, like I don't know it's it's not technically like a holiday I guess we don't have too many traditions at my family on Christmas Eve we did as kids but you know as we are all adults we don't really have any of those like same traditions and so it's kind of just a day waiting in anticipation I feel like for the 25th I'm not gonna lie I had the most fun I've ever had I feel like in my life Honestly, my family wouldn't even know this. They're probably listening to this and being like, really? We like played Rummy Cube and watched Dash and Lily. But I was sitting on my parents' couch for multiple hours, scrolling TikTok, scrolling Twitter, and liking every single one of the Paul Mezcal tweets. Mezcal tweets. So if you didn't hear... Basically, a viral TikTok happened. I feel like everything in this day and age starts with like someone, some fucking Randy Jackson person went on TikTok, started a rumor, it went viral, and now we're all talking about it. But basically, a random on TikTok was like, hey, I'm from the North London area, and like there's uh stories or like you know gossip that basically Paul Mezcal goes around North London asking girls for or people I should say for threesomes at like at bars by himself and (laughs) so there's a so many tweets of people being like okay BRB heading to North London which like same and then the second thing part b is that allegedly after he has a one night stand with a person or or people, he takes them on a walk in a park and then runs away. (laughs) And and I was dead thinking about Paul, you know, waking up in the morning and (laughs) just being like, hey, like, should we go like grab coffee at you know, this like little, you know, local coffee shop and then take a walk through Blank Park. And if that was me, I'm like, okay, this is fucking it. I snared this man because if you want to take me for coffee and a walk, like this is it. Like this wasn't a one night stand. This is way better. And so, (laughs) 
so um yeah so I'm if I'm the person I'm having the best day of my life I'm like fuck yeah let's go for a walk like this is like this is the chance like I'm sobering up I'm you know putting on my best uh comedy show like I'm you know using all the bits whatever and then just to just to think about like the high I would be at to the immediate low when I like bend down to tie my shoe look up and he's you know 60 meters down the road would actually be fucking devastating like absolutely so brutal so I was like loling there was so many funny tweets and TikToks and and articles about this. I read a Jezebel article and I'm going to... I read a Jezebel article and I'm going to share some quotes because I was just like LOLing. So this author writes... I should have wrote down their name, but I didn't. I'm so sorry. I'm not a strong runner, but I have gone to great and shameful lengths in the name of horniness. My endurance when it comes to letting men with accents embarrass me, Olympian. I'm the Flojo of fuckboys. Thus... When rumors of Paul Mezcal's alleged proclivity for literally running away from his hookups began circulating over Christmas, I was flooded with more than the usual dose of delusion. I, Audra Hendricks, that's the name, thank you, the author, thanks Audra, could keep pace with him. So she goes on to say and like chat about the rumors and at the end she says, in the new year, I wish Mr. Mezcal a lot of rest so much that he might even just become a little out of shape. Meanwhile, I'll be loitering outside of bars in North London and training as my life depends on it. Because, well, it kind of does. Uh, no truer words have ever been spoken. Thank you so much. I had the best time. We also got a lot of Paul content because his sister, Nell Mezcal, yeah, <laughs> that's why it's like it couldn't be not Nell mezcal because that would be really bad so it's it's obviously not, <laughs> not mezcal I'm like I'm talking talk like working this out with myself and everyone's like yeah we we know like there there was no no chance that it was mezcal but anyways Nell posts a little bit on TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that and she sometimes posts Paul I'll bite brief and sometimes uh he'll be in like the background of stuff and she posted a, a video of him taking a shot and then like ripping a cig and I don't, I don't know you guys but I'm deeply unwell I'm 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 very very unwell so anyways Paul I hope you are having a great 2024 let's talk about the Kardashians so we got Rocky's first photos uh the new Barker baby super super cute I hope that fam is doing really really well Black and white again, I definitely think that's like their aesthetic. And we got a lot of Christmas content as as we do every year from the Kardashian fam. So we get a, a full roundup from Kim of everybody's wrapping paper. And I just was thinking like how funny it would be if I went to my family's Christmas tree and was like, Hey, everybody, like, posted on my Instagram, like, hey, everybody, this is, um, like, Quinn's wrapping paper. This is Rowan's wrapping paper. <laughs> like, this is how they wrapped all their gifts uh, for people to, like, look and judge or, like, think it's aspirational or whatever. It's, like, it's so random. Like, this bitch is literally posting what, how they wrapped their gifts as if we all 
choose a theme every year and like stick by that. It's like, oh, um, here's here's Tori's gifts. She is using the same tube of wrapping paper that she has for the last seven years because she bought the XL, um, <laughs> the XL wrapping paper from Walmart, and it's lasted her seven years because, um, like she doesn't buy that many Christmas gifts, I guess. Like, I, like it, it's just so ridiculous to think about. We also, oh, I want to say before we move on from the wrapping, Kim's wrapping, fucking sustainable queen, was um, Skim's t-shirt fabric. And I could just imagine them at their, like, management, like, house management meeting just being like, Kim, like, what's the vibe for your wrapping paper this year? And uh, some person that probably got a raise was like, oh my god, we should do it in the Kim's, like, cotton fabric. And then her just being like, yes, that's, like, that's it. I couldn't imagine opening a package or, like, a present that was covered in t-shirt material. It's just so, so, so weird. And like that she's, she says they were sustainable because she, she can reuse it. It's like, like she would reuse that like in what world would she ever wrap another gift in that or like use it to make a t-shirt or something like it's like that's going directly in the trash um I will say I liked Courtney's wrapping the best it wasn't the most I think why I liked it because it wasn't the most like unique or anything like that like I've seen it kind of done on TikTok before but basically it's just like dark foresty green, emeraldy green wrapping paper, and then a slightly darker but kind of the same shade ribbon. And I think why I like that is because I have seen it on like TikTok and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I want to do this for my gifts. Not all of them like they do. And I would have to use it the year after because again, I can't just like throw out the extra <laughs> wrapping paper. But I think it looked really chic, but a lot of you over on the RTBP Instagram, I did a little poll, really liked Kendall's um, and Rob's. Rob's, I felt like, was like the most normal people rapping. It was like, you know, kind of like a cheesy depiction of Santa Claus with some like snowball ribbon. And Kendall's was, Kendall's was really, really, really beautiful. And then, of course, we got their Christmas Eve party, which is always fun to watch because again it's just so different from my life like like I was saying I was literally in pajamas all day sitting on my couch on Twitter looking at Paul Mezcal tweets and pictures and TikToks <laughs> but but they were in full glam full ball gowns at the Christmas Eve party Kim hosted it this year and she made her Calabasas home, a winter wonderland. I live in BC. And when I tell you, like, skiing and snowboarding and snowshoeing and snow <laughs> is, like, BC. Like, it is what we are known for, I think, in the world. Like, Whistler and winter sports and obviously hockey and stuff like that. But, like, I think specifically, like, it's so integral to our culture that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a very white person thing to say maybe not our culture but our lifestyle like it is so integral to what I feel like the lifestyle of you know the average BC uh person 
because I've grown up here and lived here all my life, like we would be at the mountain every weekend and like my parents prior like before that their family would do that every weekend and it's just so yeah a part of our lives and we are having like the worst ski season ever no snow record high temperatures the driest winter we've had like in years and it's like fucking devo to um probably our economy but also just like our well-being and like lifestyles and stuff like that like this is what people look forward to every year and to see Kim's house in Calabasas with all the fake snow that looked more snowy than a lot of the mountains here in BC was not only dystopian but just like so like such a fucking mind trip I I can't even tell you and like please let me know if this rings true for you too but just like her posting the aerial drone footage like screenshots of her house with all of the snow that she made or imported or whatever actually made me sick like she was sledding with Paris Hilton like they've done that every every party that Kim's hosted or whatever very cute, very nostalgic, very fun. But like, I was like, bitches, <laughs> bitches here haven't even sledded this year. Kids, <laughs> kids here haven't even got the chance to sled. <laughs> but you're sledding in Calabasas. Like it was just so weird. And then just the juxtaposition of her posting the reusable Skims wrapping paper to the overconsumption of her party was just so funny and that's just Kim like that's just Kim that's just celebrities that's the whiplash you get when you're on Instagram stories looking at something like devastating and then frivolous like it's just so weird it's just such a weird time I feel like to be online so anyways that that's my rant over about the snow and stuff like that but oh my god all the girls minus Kim did a little bit of a lip sync to Santa tell me uh, the Ari- I think Ariana Grande song and it was super cute and it was really reminiscent of their old days when they would make lip sync videos and I swear to god and if someone can think of who this was please let me know but I swear to god someone said maybe it was a TikTok maybe it was a podcaster maybe it was me they said that <laughs> lip syncing or like these homemade videos like funny videos from the Kardashians they're gonna start doing them more to again get more like relatability more like family values type stuff and PR but I I actually like this is it coming true whoever said that and if someone didn't say that I am saying that now like it is really smart like that's why we fell in love with the Kardashians back in the day was because they would go to you know, Costa Ricans of like that, and then make one of these videos and like post it. And it seemed so like homegrown and organic and what I would do with my family members. So super, super smart, even though they were in like full ball gowns this time, they weren't just like in their bathing suits or whatever. 
Uh, and Kim wasn't in it. They said Kim was too busy, which, or they couldn't find her or whatever, which I think is so classic that Kim hosting a party would be like running around, greeting everyone, making sure everything went off without a hitch and not able to do the lip sync. We saw North in Kanye West's Balmain jacket, which he wore to the Met Gala when Kim was in that really cinched, uh mermaidy dress that looked like it was like all crystals but it looked kind of like water and he was in like this bedazzled denim jacket so i thought that was cool and then a lot of people noticed that it was sponsored by coca-cola which i think the first person to say this was uh robin from girl boss town but I have definitely talked about it on the podcast that the Kardashians are, are slash have been working with Coca-Cola for a long time behind the scenes. We've seen so many pictures of them holding Cokes in front of a Coke vending machine, asking for Coke on the, the show, like, or Coke products. And it just, I think shows you that advertising like that can be so subtle and they probably don't have to like disclose that but I totally we saw that picture with Pete and Kim at that New York restaurant with a coke bottle like or a diet coke or something like that so it just really shows you that these things come into fruition so I don't know what do you think do you think coke has been working them working with them for a while and being like hey, we'll pay you if you put Coke in like the background of your video or if you order it at a restaurant on your show. Or B, do you think that they just love Diet Coke like your girl and it has been in these pictures and stuff like that because they love, I feel like, American iconography. I think the Coca-Cola symbol, everyone like, you know, knows it, loves it, whatever. Um... And they love American iconography, so it's just been in their photos. And then Coke reached out to them and they were like, oh yeah, we'll sponsor your full snow mountain sledding <laughs> like um, backyard portion of your Christmas Eve party because we think that the brand symmetry, or I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like the... It would just work out. We would both benefit from this. I don't know. You tell me, please. And then the last thing about the party was Timothy was there. And yesterday, um, he is in, there was just some blue tiled pool photos of him and Kylie in Mexico. So they are on. I think there was like some rumors that they might have broken up because she changed her phone background which like lol like I feel like I'm in high school being like yeah so Kylie changed her phone background (laughs) it's not her seventh grade boyfriend anymore they definitely broke up but yeah so Timothy was at the party Landon posted which is Travis's son posted a picture of Travis and then Timothy and Kylie were in the background which I also am so curious it's like did he know that or was he just like you know snap post or like I don't know I want to know those things so bad especially when it's like coming from the kids but then but then yeah they're in Mexico right now so they are obviously hot and heavy still to this 
to this day, to this day. Uh, and then the last viral bit of Kardashian news is that Kylie Jenner did a travel town ad, which is like an iPhone game that, you know, it's like Candy Crush or whatever. And so many people were like, how poor are you? Or like, I like how bad you need money. Like the way that no one believes that you play this game called travel town. And it's just like, how desperate are you for money? And how much did this company pay you for you to make it worthwhile to do a travel town ad? So absolutely wild. I've been on TikTok lately and I've seen like, like Sam Ferrer or whatever from Summer House and Winter House do like a fucking travel town ad. Like it's just, it's absolutely bonkers how they could get Kylie. I, I bet there was... I don't know, maybe a million dollars exchanged and why they would think that she would sell products. Like, do you think that people, like, I guess maybe kids maybe signed up to play this game because of the ad? I don't know. So weird to me. Okay, let's get into Bachelor Nation news. I feel like when I want to talk about Bachelor Nation stuff, it's like the old, the old school alum that I used to follow when I watched it. So Caitlin Bristow, there has been long time rumors that she was like hooking up or talking with Zach, who was Tasha's finalist in her season. And we talked about this. Jenna from Date Card Pod actually spilled a lot of tea about this on my last Patreon episode, which covered 2023's pettiest moments. So head over to patreon.com slash RTV podcast if you want to hear about that. I don't want to say it on this public pod because it's, you know, her information to share and it's a little bit more protected behind that paywall. But there was some spicy tea from that. But I want to say that, I don't know, it kind of seems like the rumors are true. So basically what happened was Caitlin hosted a big New Year's Eve party in Nashville and like it was huge there was like a tattoo artist it was like seemed like a really great time katie maloney was there from vanderpump rules and and there was like a cozy pic of her and zach kind of like side hugging he was also like right next to her while she got a tattoo and people lined up you know because obviously they this wasn't like a direct shot of them people lined up what he was wearing in other pictures with fucking blake moines <laughs> and these kind of background images and I was like oh that's weird that looks like Zach so there was tons of rumors that they are like hooking up and there's even rumors that she was cheating on Jason and people were like is it with Zach so she went on like a wild rampage on her Instagram posting about how you know everyone for speculating about this is like a gross person um, it's really hurtful and harmful and stuff like that, which I don't disagree. I think, you know, these types of rumors are hurtful and harmful and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, when you look at the evidence, I'm like, it, I don't know, it kind of looks like what it is. So let me know what you think. If you think that they're hooking up, I, I personally don't think that she cheated on Jason with Zach. I don't know if when she knew the relationship was ending or maybe she wasn't feeling it and was like not emotionally in it. I, I don't know. Maybe they started talking or something like that, but she doesn't seem like a cheater to me. Neither does Zach, to be honest. So 
yeah, I, I, I'm unsure what is happening, but I guess only time will tell. And I also want to say just like Tasha, um, if you didn't know, was really good friends with Caitlin because they hosted, I think a season or two seasons together, um, of the bachelorette when Chris Harrison was fired. So it would just be really fucking weird. I think it's even kind of weird that she's hanging out with him. If like, like teachers, her friend and stuff like that regardless. But then I guess like when you're just bachelor alum, like how would you like, if you're inviting all of your friends, like how would you not invite this person? I don't know. It, it's probably confusing at best, but let me know what you think. And then Rachel Lindsay, she announced, or I guess us weekly announced her divorce from Brian Abasolo. And I think like I was actually sad because I, I really like Rachel. So just to know that she's going through something painful makes me sad. But I've never like super loved Brian. <laughs> so so I was also kind of like she can move on to way better things. So I'm sad, but I'm also like stoked. I actually cannot wait to see who she dates next I think kind of the world is her oyster at this point because she has done so many other things since The Bachelor so many great things in the entertainment news space I love her podcast Morally Corrupt and Higher Learning on the Ringer Network Morally Corrupt uh, covers Bravo shows so if you're into Bravo um, especially Real Housewives, you should definitely check that out. And I could totally see why maybe the relationship didn't work out per se because they lived apart for a really long time. Um, he was in Miami because he's a <laughs> he's a chiropractor there and she's always been hustling in LA. So they had kind of a long distance relationship for a a while and then I also love this take I was on the bachelor nation reddit and at Ms. J 43 said he also tried his take at his own bachelor podcast and a health podcast and youtube channel no one cared about I actually think Brian really wanted a platform and seeing his wife succeeding in the business he wanted was hard for him which isn't that just the the biggest gripe I have about men is like that just kind of tracks and like let me know if you don't think that tracks but like she is fucking killing it I would say people know her not even as a bachelorette contestant like people just know her as a news reporter and like celebrity which you you can't say for Brian and then like no offense I was a Peter girl I'm not gonna lie I was a Peter Krause girl um, I watched that finale live. I saw the fake eyelashes and I was like, and just, he was so fucking hot. Um, and I was like, this is it for, for her and for me. But then when she said, no, you guys, it was editing. I was always going to choose Brian. Like Brian's my person. I was like, okay, love that for you. And because I really like you, I'll support that. And I won't like a root for Peter anymore. I feel like she had a really tough time coming off the show, probably also put a strain on their relationship because everyone was like, no, Peter's the one. Like Peter, or at least they set up the editing to make it look like she was gonna choose Peter 
for the entirety of the fucking show. And then she chooses Brian, which is so dumb of the fucking show. I guess it's like, what do you want? Explosive ratings at the finale or a successful couple? And I guess that the Bachelor Nation folks decide that they would rather have an explosive finale because I think even with the Caitlyn and Sean situation, it's like if you would have dialed down the edit on Peter and on Nick, then I bet Sean slash Brian would not have so much jealousy and so much doubt that their girlfriend or wife or fiance or whatever was picking them or meant to pick them because they watch the show back and they're like, oh, so you picked me second, basically. And I think that that is an unstable foundation to start a relationship on. So anyways, I think there's multiple factors of why it didn't work out, but I am sad for her nonetheless. Here's the thing. He is asking for spousal support. Also, I didn't, I don't think I said this, but it's like the YouTube channel and, and the podcast didn't work out because no offense. I think he's kind of a wet blanket. Like I don't like, again, I, I rooted for him and them because of Rachel, but like, I feel like he has no personality. Like the day after the finale, he fucking trademarked Dr. Abs or something like that. It, it's just, it's all fucking weird. But anyways, so he's asking for spousal support and like, I just, I don't get this because it's like they're both working professionals. They both work in LA. They're both doing totally fine. They have no kids. Why are you asking for spousal support? Like, I totally understand why that concept exists for sure. But like with a four-year relationship where both parties are making their own money, good money, like he can just, you know, continue being a chiropractor or move to Miami or whatever. Why the fuck are you asking her for spousal support? Like, it's just, it's so embarrassing. Like, I would never do that because it leaks to, you know, the news and then we make fun of him for it. And then, like, I would not want to spend that money. It's her hard-earned cash. They don't have kids. She's the one hustling. And I know that he probably obviously supported her through all of these big career changes and stuff like that. But, like, I don't know. I just think that's, like, fucking weird. Um, and she's been through a lot. Like, she was at the, you know, the the forefront of the Chris Harrison fire, firing. So, like, I just think it's, like, she earned that. And it's despy and weird and sad that you're asking for spouse support. Anyways, all the best to Rachel in 2024. Let's move on to the below deck lawsuit. So this is fucking wild to me. Sad because it's probably like someone's addiction slash like maybe selling drugs to people. But like funny because I just don't understand what these two were thinking. But anyways, so on below deck med in 2019 and below deck sailing yacht in 2020, a couple, Dr. Francis Martinez and his wife, Jessica, were charter guests. And we got to, you know, watch their charters. He is a urologic surgeon in New York. Super fun, blah, blah, blah. They were indicted, both Francis and Jessica, 
in court in mid-December, accused of using the names of below-deck cast members to fill out prescriptions for opioids, specifically oxycodone, and they were charged with four felony counts of criminal sale of prescription for controlled substance by a practitioner and four felony counts of falsifying business records, and they pled not guilty. But, like, could you, like, why it's funny is, like, why are you using famous people's names? <laughs> people who don't even live in New York. I don't think one person off of the Below Deck franchise is from New York, like, or currently resides in New York. But why did you choose Below Deck cast members? So it's like, hey, prescription, the oxycodone one for Daisy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just can't imagine like having a straight face, like going to the pharmacy and being like, hey, I got to pick this. I got a prescription prescription that I have to pick up for um, Captain Lee. <laughs> like, and I know you would say their first and last name. So it doesn't sound it doesn't sound so so crazy. But like it just it, it's I don't know. So weird to me. So basically what this the grift was is that Dr. Martinez was electronically transmitting multiple prescriptions. I guess that means like vaccine multiple prescriptions to pharmacies across Long Island under the name of a different under the name of different former below deck cast members, despite none of them living in the vicinity. And then Jessica would go and pick them up. So fucking wild. So weird. And I just think it'd be like if anyone looked into your uh, medical like business records or whatever and was like hey why are you like you met these people on the show and now you are giving them opioids like it's just so fucking weird like that I don't know it doesn't make sense but anyways I was just having a little lol at thinking of someone pr- picking up a prescription and just being like oh it's for Captain Sandy <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways let's move on to Amanda Bynes's podcast so I I just want what's best for Amanda Bynes she is my like I think if I think about girls in like the early 2000s or whatever and I think about who is my favorite I always have a soft spot for Hillary Duff because I loved her content but like truly it was Amanda Bynes she is just I thought she was just the light of the world I loved her comedy her physical comedy her timing her everything she was so beautiful so smart and yeah just I I felt like she was like one in a million and and she still is one in a million to me but she obviously everyone probably knows but she was under conservatorship kind of like Britney Spears from 2013 to 2022 but it was with her parents so again similar to Britney but she has a good relationship with them and it seemed to work out for her, which is like, I don't know. I, I still don't believe in conservatorships for these young women at all. Um, but she hasn't spoken, you know, ill about it. And when she thought she was in good health and she tried to get it, like she petitioned to get it removed, like they supported that. So I don't know. I think that's a little bit of a nuanced combo. But she I think had a very tough time I think this is detailed obviously throughout her history but very tough time being a child star she worked with Dan Schneider who 
as probably people know if you follow like blind items and stuff like that but seems to be like a disgusting person as well as Jeanette McCurdy really detailed her work with Dan Schneider in her book I'm glad my mom died uh, her memoir that came out I think uh, in 2021 so you can just imagine with Jeanette's account and other stars accounts of working with Dan what Amanda endured because she was the star like from the Amanda show on she was you know their little money maker so I can't I can only imagine the pressure um and inappropriate you know behavior that happened to her really and that makes me like just so sick to my stomach so she has had you know a tumultuous relationship with also her mental health again that's been documented through the 2010s um but recently she started a podcast with a co-host Paul Simiansky which is allegedly her best friend I don't know why I'm saying allegedly she has seen he is her best friend and he is a biochemistry PhD student and their first guest was Dahlia Moth a tattoo artist who she met at Spirit Halloween which I just think is like so funny I listened to the podcast and I think that I think for the first episode it was actually really good and Amanda prepared so many thoughtful really great questions for Dahlia Um, obviously I feel like first podcast, like they're always your worst because you are going to like immediately improve for your next one and keep improving. But you know, I, I was like, I love this new endeavor. So then she goes on, she goes on TikTok and she says, so even though the podcast is doing really well and the response has been great, I'm going to take a pause on it for now. We are not going to get, we are not able to get the type of guests that I'd like on the show, like say Jack Harlow or Drake or Post Malone. And so everyone was like, oh my God, no, you should like stick to it. I also was like, I feel like she could get these types of people. Like maybe not Jack, Drake and Post, but I definitely, well, not even that. I feel like Jack, Jack and Post are kind of in like their flop era. So like maybe you could, but I'm like, Girl, you could probably, you know, you have a Rolodex of people. I I feel like she could totally get previous co-stars like um, Freddie Munez. I feel like she could get like, I don't know, tons of the girlies that she used to work with. And I don't think it wouldn't be like brand safe or anything for them because we saw in the Dahlia episode, the types of questions she was asking were, were really thoughtful and like well put together. And so I was just like, I feel like she could get stars like this. Yeah, like maybe not like super A-list, but definitely like B, B, C girlies. So then she posted, I think that podcasts just take time to grow and to build a following. I shouldn't have said what I said last night about not getting the type of guests we were looking for, we are looking forward to getting because you never know we might get them in the future and the guests we have lined up are really great. I thought this was a good like response because totally if I was like, oh, but my my episode schedules with Amanda next week, like <laughs> now I feel like an asshole because I'm not Drake, but like it's also shows that like po- podcasts like just don't go viral like maybe TikToks or YouTube videos and stuff like that I think it is way harder to build an audience with a pod like from a podcast than these other mediums but and it it is very I think slow but I'm like oh girl like keep going but she said 
if the podcasting like didn't work out she would just do it like a job like a manicurist and stuff like that and I'm like man oh man if I ever walked into a shop and it was Amanda Bynes I would just I wouldn't know what to do with myself but I also love that she just has like realistic goals like I feel like people sometimes think that when actors or singers or whatever move on to other things they're like oh well like it's because your career flopped and it's like or they just did that for a period of their life and like wanted to like try something different or whatever like I it's sometimes it's like well do you want a job for 40 years and maybe you do but a lot of people you know bop around jobs nowadays so anyways so we're like okay we're gonna get more Amanda from the Amanda and Paul podcast uh their episode dropped on December 6th haven't dropped a new one yet but we're still waiting but then some more drama cropped up an ex-roommate of Paul's, which her TikTok handle is at Everybody Hates Extina. Her name is Scarlett Ray Summers. And she posted that she was an ex-roommate of Paul's and would also cat and dog sit for him when he was away on vacation. She said that he had killed her dog in a blood moon ritual. And by the looks of him... In that first podcast episode, and he was wearing like a white Jesus style muumuu and his hair long, I was kind of like, is this far fetched or is this the reality? But, and she said he also abandoned one of his dogs, uh, left it with her, and that he was a sociopath and not a real scientist. And then another TikTok creator at Barrett Paul looked at the UCLA records and couldn't find anything about him, but he did work there up until 2020. He doesn't like currently work there and has published scientific papers. So like he's not lying about his like PhD goals or whatever, like his work in the science field. The dog rumors were also proven to be false and Scarlett has since deleted all the videos. So I have no idea. I wonder, like I said at the top of the episode, if people just, you know, randos just like make a viral TikTok about people just say whatever and then like gain popularity and then delete them all. Like that's so bad. So we're unsure of the next steps for the podcast, but... I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting with bated breath. Okay, let's move on to my 2024 resolutions. So in 2023, I actually, I didn't complete all of my resolutions or my goals or whatever intentions, but I did really nail some of them. I've talked about this on my podcast. I think I even have an episode petty about New Year's resolutions, but like I'm not a Resolulu girl just because I don't want to put myself in the mindset of like, okay, tomorrow I will be a completely different person, like that all or nothing mindset. It's like now I wake up at like 6 a.m., drink my green juice, like go for a run, like work all day and then like whatever. Like I'm just, I'm not that girly. I don't want to be that girly. I, I don't want to set unrealistic goals just to like punish myself to like, when I don't achieve them, basically. So in 2023, um, my North Star, which is something I learned from my sister, but just kind of like the broad um, kind of path that you want to follow or whatever, was practicing enjoyment. And I 100% did that. 
I did a lot of traveling this year, but I think instead of like just like running around and taking pictures, like I really enjoyed what I was eating, who I was with, like the the sights and smells and views and stuff like that. Like I really, really think that I was able to do that. But then also in my real life, I feel like I've been able to do that too. I've set up my apartment to be super cozy, like no harsh lighting. I just have like some little table lamps and stuff like that. I will, you know, turn on my diffuser with some oils or I will put on some incense and, you know, just wear comfy, cozy clothes. I will make a nice latte or tea or pop with lots of ice and really just enjoy what I'm doing, whether that's like editing a podcast or something like that. Like I will set up my space so I can enjoy it. So I think I really did that in 2023. So I want to continue that in 2024. I also, one of my goals was to try a new recipe each month. And I definitely did that thanks to like TikTok and, you know, Pinterest and Instagram and stuff like that. I've been able to try some really fun recipes that I wouldn't have been able to try beforehand um, for like dinners and also baking. And so that was like really fun. Not all of them like turned out or whatever, but it was just fun to try something different, be creative and stuff like that. Oh, and then my last 2023 girl that I was successful at was restarting therapy. I restarted therapy after like, I don't know, kind of like a one or two year break. Um, because I just didn't feel like during some of those like pandemic years that I was able to work on the things I wanted to work on in therapy. I definitely used therapy as like a support, like supporting me through some of the points of like the pandemic and stuff like that. But in terms of like wanting to like, you know, unpack things and like grow and work on things I just felt like I didn't have any capacity for that but finally in the fall of 2023 I felt like I was able to do that so I restarted therapy so that was very exciting and in 2024 I think I don't know what my intention or my north star is gonna be I'm still working on that that was another thing I was like kind of all winter break I was like I really want to you know sit down and like do this before the first and then I was like literally why like so I I wrote down a few things I'm like you know testing them out and then if I have my goals by like the 15th or this weekend or whenever that's fine that's completely fine it doesn't mean that they're like not gonna happen or not valid or like anything like that that I didn't have them done by the first but I have a bunch of journals, different journals, um, one by Emily Rose called the Stuff I Hate Journal. And I, you know, have like a, a few different style of journals, uh, like with prompts and reflection and stuff like that, uh, which I really like. But I want to work through them because sometimes I'll like start, but then like stop. But I, I really do want to, you know, make some effort to go through them. I really want to try a dance class or do some like YouTube dance videos. I did ballet for like, I don't know, since I was like five to 17 or something like that and loved it. And I would love to take like an adult 
dance class. I've taken other adult dance classes before, but, and I, I do bar classes right now, which is like a little bit of ballet with exercises but I don't know I've been really feeling like I want to put on like a costume and like dance and stuff like that so anyways I want to try a dance class and then I want to use the amenities in my apartment more I think this also kind of goes with like the practice enjoyment a you know want to get the money's worth obviously it's like you pay for them you should use them but also I think so we have like a pool and a hot tub and a sauna and then a games room and with a big tv and I'm just like I should use that like I don't have cable at my house I should go use their cable I should sit in a hot tub and like soak a little bit and read one of my books in in there or something like that bring like a bubbly in my Stanley cup over there like something like that and just really enjoy so those are my goals right now I haven't finished them I think I want to add a few more and kind of figure out what my North Star will be this year but that's kind of what I've started on I think also one thing because I've been really working on this over the last couple years is like there was other 2023 goals that I had that I didn't complete and instead of like beating myself up or being like that was such a waste of time or like you didn't even try anything new or like whatever I was just like okay (laughs) I'll put them on for 2024 like It doesn't have to be like so, so serious, I guess is what I want to say. But I think when I recorded back in the day an episode about New Year's resolutions, one of my New Year's resolutions was like to chop food nicer (laughs) because I hate how like when I'm chopping an onion or whatever, it's like some are like chunks and then some are like diced and stuff like that, which I think I I am a little bit better. And I think one was like swear, swear less or something like that. And it's like, that just did not happen. Anyways, do you have 2024 intentions or resolutions or, you know, like a theme or a vibe or a vision board or whatever for 2024? Message me. I would love to chat with you about it I love hearing what other people's are because it gives me inspiration so send me a message would love to chat about that okay let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week as we wrap up today's episode so this is the part of the show where I'm going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic and this I kind of stole from one of our patrons Molly who pointed this out to me but on the New Year's Eve celebration the Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve uh, Green Day performed a few songs and Green Day performed American Idiot which is obviously an iconic song it was released in 2004 and I'm pretty sure it's specifically talking about the George Bush era of the U.S. And there is a line that says, I'm not part of a redneck agenda, which I think in this case, it means red as in like conservative, but correct me if I'm wrong. But the lead singer, Billy Joe Armstrong replaced that line with, I'm not part of the mega agenda. And I think people kind of went wild. Like, I just think that on a, it's a live performance. So like, I think they can't change it. Um, that so many different people watch Dick Clark's uh, New Year's Eve 
event. And so having that having that happen is fucking petty and iconic. Petty with a purpose. The purpose to take down the fucking <laughs> worst person in the world, Donald Trump. So an iconic move, super, super petty. And I want to bring more of this energy into 2024. Okay, finally, it's time for This Week in Petty, where I'm going to share a story about something that happened in my real life that I'm petty about. What am I petty about this week? I think my favorite This Week in Petties are ones that everyone can relate to. And it's like something mundane that's happened in your life that you want to like talk shit about. Like, obviously, it's fun when it's like you you know, putting orange juice in your annoying co- co-workers, like, plant or whatever. Like, those are fun. Super fun. But, like, when it's just, like, I hate picking people up from the airport or, like, like going camping and not being able to have access to Wi-Fi actually made me want to KMS. Like, I don't know. Those are the ones that I want to talk about. So I have two of them for you this week, both car related. I am the queen of parking tickets. You probably don't know that, but... I am and one it's because like I don't believe that paid parking should exist which I know it's like that doesn't mean you just like don't pay but like I have a few parking tickets at my uni (laughs) and I had two with my city and I was um, told by a close companion that you actually can't not pay the city ones that they go to collections and like you could be actually like in trouble and like it hurts your credit score and like leads to like bad stuff happening. So I had two outstanding parking tickets. I think I have three with my university, but like I'm not going to pay those ones, but I paid off my two parking tickets. They had been sitting Like, they happened in April 2023. I feel like such a relief that they have been paid off. And I made such a big deal about this. I I think that a lot of people can relate to this. I had such a bee in my bonnet about these parking tickets. And, like, they actually was, like, ruining my life. Like, I felt like I was a bad person, a a criminal. I was like, I'm going to be bankrupt after paying these, like, blah, blah, blah. I pulled out the parking tickets because every time I got would get one, I would just put them in a pile in my closet <laughs> and then feel bad about myself for six months. I pulled them out to pay them because I was like, this is it. Like, I'm going into 2024 with a clean, clean slate, at least with the, the city ones. And um, one was $20 and one was $30. <laughs> like, it's just so funny to me when you build something up in your head and then you look at it and one was 20 and one was 30. Now, I didn't pay them, so the 20 became 40 and the 30 became 60, but it was still $100. Was I pissed that I had to pay $100 instead of 50? Was I even pissed that I had to pay 50? Absolutely. But literally that hung over my head since April 2023 and it was a hundred dollars like I would spend that at a night at the bar (laughs) like it just oh my god it just fucking blew my mind I was so mad at myself I thought that was a good learning lesson that's like no just deal with these things head on don't let them create anxiety for six months thinking that you're a bad person a criminal 
like a I don't know, person that's like getting in trouble and stuff like that when it is literally 50 bucks. So, so crazy. Paid off those. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I want to go into 2024 with a clean car. I'm going to go get my car professionally cleaned. Not where they do like all the soaps and suds and it's like $400, but like vacuumed, wiped, sprayed, whatever. It's like, 50 bucks my car was disgust um so I was like I'm gonna treat myself I was like maybe like 75 with a tip and like tax and a tip and like I was like okay hey, what whatever I'm gonna like pay this it's like it that's a decent chunk of change because I could have gone to a gas station and you know tossed a loony in the in the machine but I was like I was like no it, it's it's my treat for myself I conquered my fear of paying off my parking tickets I want to go into 2024 with a clean car, clean house, clean slate. I go get my car done. Looks stunning. The blue mini mwah, never looked better. Driving the car from the auto detailing place to my ballet bar class and a bird just unfucking loads on my car. And like, I'm not even kidding. When I got out of the car, I was like, there's no way that this is one bird because they hit my uh, windshield twice. They hit my hood like two or three times. They hit my driver's side window, my mirror, my driver's side mirror. It was so disgusting. But the good thing was that since I was driving my car, it wasn't parked or anything. I could like immediately put on my windshield wipers and then like, clean the front and the side when it hadn't like dried and like stuck on my car but oh my god and I was like is this karma for like spending some bougie money on getting my car cleaned is this karma for the parking tickets like what is this for or you know what this is the this is a new thing change their mindset negative to positive <laughs> as people would say and I said no what no it is not karma for doing all those bad park jobs and stuff like that. It is good luck heading into the new year. Look at that. Okay, friends, I hope you had a really good time. I did. And if you're still listening, bless you. I hope you have an amazing 2024. I want to say I have a new podcast coming out, which is very, very exciting for me. I have had RTBP for five years I have had my patreon for a year and a half and I want to talk about some smutty romance books so I am launching ready to be romanced on January 10th the first episode is going to cover a court of thorns and roses by Sarah J Mass who but like the book was good and it is with one of my best friends, Megan. It's going to be so fucking funny and so fun. I'm so excited. And then my second episode is covering my life with the Walter Boys, which is a Netflix series and book. We cover both with one of my also best friends, Jen. I'm just so excited to talk to these girlies, introduce you to some more of my friends, talk about some smutty romance books. It's going to be really, really fun. So if you want to check out Ready to Be Romance, you can follow me on Instagram at Ready to Be Romance and you can sub to my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm 
very excited. Even if you're not into romance novels or like smut or anything like that, check it out because it's if you like my style of humor and conversation and stuff like that and and um, critical you know convos, uh, it's going to be a lot more of that. And maybe I'll convince you to become a romance reader. I was also on three different podcasts over this winter break. So I was on Jenna from Date Cards Patreon. We talked about what we would change in Bachelor Nation heading into 2024, how the show can change up their structure and casting and ways of editing and stuff like that to make their show good again. And then I was on Cam's Patreon. We did our 2024 pop culture predictions and some Taylor Swift specific predictions. I feel like that was one of our best episodes together. I, I feel like I was in, we were both in our bags. Like I think it was really, really good discussion. And then I was on Maddie's podcast, Parked Cart Convos, uh, reacting to listener, the PCC listener, uh, predictions for 2024 so we react to all of those super super fun so you can go check all of those out I will put links in the episode show notes over on patreon I had I think actually probably my one of my favorite episodes ever I did a deep dive on the cultural impact of TMZ I did probably the most research I've ever done for an episode and it was so fun and interesting to me deep diving such a juggernaut in the entertainment news space. So that's up on Patreon. And then with Jenna from Date Card, we covered our 2023 pettiest moments from celebs. Super fun to kind of revisit and relook at 2023. And this week's episode, I'm talking to Beth Ann Patrick, who is a writer and a host of the podcast Missing Pages. And we talk about the boom of celebrity memoirs and why they are having such a moment in, you know, history. So that was really fun recording that. I want to give a shout out to Hannah F. and Haley. Thank you so much for being patrons. Thank you so much for contributing to our Discord community. I appreciate you both so much. And it's been really fun getting to know you a little bit more this year. If you want more from me, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at RTBB Podcast. And I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.